0: Help with sleep and stress as a bonus. Head to myeq.com and use code PARENTING for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code PARENTING at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Parenting Beyond Discipline, the place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your host, Erin Royer. I know I always say this, but I really do get great questions from my listeners, and today's questions are no exception. I'll be answering two questions one about teaching sharing, and especially around dealing with some more intense anxiety around sharing. The second question is about dealing with aggressive behavior from a six year old. So, Let's get started. My first question is from Rachel. Well, actually, both questions are from moms named Rachel, although they spell their names differently. So the first Rachel asks, My husband and I are both really enjoying your podcast, but I wondered if you had any tips to discussing dealing with anxiety around favorite toys in toddlers. Our two-year-old son really enjoys his toy, cars, trucks a lot. However, he has two in particular he really loves. These go to bed with him, and he bathes them, feeds them meals, etc. This is really cute, by the way. The problem is he gets very anxious about other kids taking them from him. If another kid takes one from him or approaches him and looks like they might take it, he melts into a puddle of tears. This anxiety means... Sometimes he doesn't want to play near other kids for what I perceive as fear. These vehicles will get taken, which obviously does sometimes happen. And I think you're right there, Rachel. I'm sure that is what's happening. What makes it harder is when he goes to daycare, the cars must stay in a basket as the teacher finds it too hard to deal with him dissolving when a child comes near. When he comes home, he spends all evening telling me he doesn't want to put the cars in the basket and he doesn't want to play with the other cars. I really want to help him through this. We've tried modeling sharing in our household as well as talking about how it's okay to look at other toys, but I just feel he's too young to understand the concept. We have also obviously tried leaving the toys at home or in the car, but he just melts into tears, then doesn't want to leave the house or car. He has a favorite soft toy he snuggles at bedtime along with these cars, but seems to turn to these vehicles when he is anxious or worried, chewing or holding them. I'm not really sure how best to help him. I want him to learn to interact with his peers, but I'm not sure he can learn much from a situation if he's feeling stressed and anxious. Thanks for any help on where we should start with this. Cheers, Rachel. So first, I'm going to take a few minutes and talk about sharing and the development of the concept of sharing in these toddler years so you can have an even better understanding of this as it will help you in navigating it with your son. Then I will also give some tips and ideas to try in working with him so that he can have some level of comfort at school and work to diminish the issues with the hyper-focus on these toys. So sharing. Sharing requires some pretty advanced social emotional skills like empathy, altruism, and an understanding of fairness. If you think these are pretty complicated ideas for a toddler, especially a two year old toddler, you are right. So you're right on, Rachel, when you say, I feel he's too young to understand the concept. He is. So these ideas like empathy just begin to develop around age three. And although are pretty developed by age nine, they really don't come fully on board until around age 12. So this is a long developmental process. At age two, kids really are just developing a budding sense of self, which is why you hear those words me and mine a lot. This is good, this is what should be happening. They are just discovering that they are separate from others and are using these words to show they understand this concept and to demonstrate it. So the last thing they're ready to start doing is giving up that strong sense of self that is just starting to develop by sharing. The other thing about sharing, and I know that Rachel, you're working with your son to help him feel secure with his belongings so that he can feel they are safe and limit his anxiety, but for any parents out there who are wondering about sharing and teaching sharing, there are ways to work on it and I'll get to that in a moment. But first, it's important for me to mention that sharing must be voluntary. Forced sharing means that children will most likely feel resentful and then become more focused on the possessiveness. So that means it backfires. So forced sharing tends to backfire. It leads to children being less likely to share and more intense about their toys and belongings. For social emotional development in the ages from two to three, toddlers begin to show an awareness of her own and others' feelings or his own and others' feelings. They defend their possessions, they begin to show empathy to others and respond to others' feelings. You can also expect to see turn-taking to start between the ages of two and three, but do not expect it to be well-developed. Many kids are not very good at this this early. Ages three and four is when kids start to understand the concept of sharing, and by four to five is when kids get better at turn-taking and sharing. So you can see this is a long developmental process throughout the toddler and preschool years. So knowing that, What do you do with a two-year-old who is struggling in certain situations with the social setup that is leading to upset and feelings of insecurity? Oh, but first, I want to say that obviously his behavior and level of ability or lack of ability to share is very normal. On the other hand, his level of anxiety that is going along with that is more intense than his peers. So I'm going to first talk about the sharing aspect, slowly teaching these concepts and skills in ways that are comfortable for him to be introduced and for you to know that they will take time, that he is on the very young end for learning and understanding this concept. Then I'll talk about anxiety and some tips and ideas for working with anxious kids to help him feel more secure, as this is part of his personality, his temperament, and something you will want to get comfortable in learning how to help him with throughout the years. So first, some steps to teaching sharing. First, recognize that this is a difficult skill for them. So work within that mindset, one of teaching and coaching, rather than out of frustration. Always wait until a child is calm before trying to engage any teaching or any games that I'm going to talk about. If your child just had a difficult exchange and is still upset, any of these ideas need to wait to be done during times your child is calm and open to learning and practicing. So talk with him, listen to him, and then once he's calm, you can do some teaching and coaching. You can use games to teach turn-taking and the language that goes with it. Now, I know this isn't specifically about these cars and trucks, but we're going to go slowly here and help him learn a little bit about turn-taking and then sharing, and the trucks will come later. A couple of games you can buy is one called Lucky Ducks or Hello Sunshine. These are great for really little kids. Lucky Ducks is taking turns choosing a duck from the pond as part of the game play. Hello Sunshine is taking turns hiding the sunshine and then finding it based on clues. But also any games where you need to take turns to play will help teach the beginning concept of turn-taking, which precedes the idea of sharing. Then you also can work with your child to coach the idea of turn-taking. When your child is sitting and playing with his favorite toy, in your case, Rachel, one of these trucks, you can come over and pick up one of the trucks while he's playing with the other one and drive it around right in front of him for a few seconds and make a comment. This is a nice truck. I'd like to play with this. If he tries to take it, you can say, oh, I would like a turn with this for just a moment. I'll give it right back very soon. If he's too uncomfortable and he's starting to melt down or get tears, don't push it. But just keep trying every few days to get him warmed up to the concept. And since you are a very trusted person, he will open up to this concept with you before anyone else. If he's okay with sharing with you, play with him with it for a few moments. And even for a few minutes, if he seems fine with it, and then you can hand it back and say, now it's your turn. Thank you so much for letting me have a turn. And so as he gets better at this, you can take longer and longer turns with these toys. So he gets used to that concept, gets used to the idea of somebody else playing with these very favorite toys. This will build his tolerance and his confidence with taking turns and then eventually with sharing. When he does share or take turns with other toys, be sure to give him descriptive praise for his behavior. Something like, you let Jacob have a term putting a block on the tower. That was very kind. Now, if you need more information on evaluative praise versus descriptive praise, be sure to check out the podcast on self-esteem, which is episode number two. Or you can also see the self-esteem classes on the website at yourvillageonline.com under the Development and Health tab. The other thing you can do is have play dates with any really close friends if he has any. I know he's very young too. is very young to have any really close friends, but if you have cousins who are close or any really close friends from school, have one of them over for a play date and help work on some of this turn-taking with those particular toys once he's comfortable with doing it with you. Now, the other thing is reading books about sharing, such as The Minosaur by Quallen. Mine, Mine, Mine by Becker, The Rainbow Fish by Pfister, Share and Take Turns, Sharing is Fun, The Boy Who Wouldn't Share, I Am Sharing, It's Mine, One for You, One for Me, and Martha Doesn't Share. And we'll put a PDF on the page for this podcast episode with the list of books so you can print it out and take it with you when you go to the library or to the bookstore. Now I'm going to get into the anxiety piece a little bit. This anxiety is most likely connected to some separation anxiety when it comes to going to school. These toys are what in psychology we call transitional objects. They represent the security and love from the primary caregivers in the home. These are his security items. So understandably, he's having a hard time putting them up. So when he is asked to put them up, it stirs up his feelings of insecurity. So I am curious what the school policy is, if it were a favorite blanket or teddy that a child brings as a security toy, why we have the term right, security blanket, but this is his security blanket, their trucks. Some schools have a policy that kids can bring one item from home as their special toy to ease the transition or bridge the gap from home to school, and they don't expect children to share that one item. Some schools allow an item if it's a stuffed toy or blanket and still only allow these items at nap time. So it'd be good to find out what that policy is at your school and then work on letting him bring just one truck. Can he pick just one so that then if he is allowed to carry it around, then he's got it next to him or he's holding it. It doesn't have to worry about keeping his eye on the second one when the kids come close. Is there a way for him to carry that one truck around and, and then leave the other one at home or in the cubby? I would keep working with the school on this as this is his item for feeling safe and secure while at school. If he just has one and carries it around, but can also make a choice to put in his cubby at times when he doesn't want it, rather than just putting it down, this will really empower him to feel more comfortable about this entire process. If you want to learn more about separation anxiety and how to help cut down on your child's separation anxiety and transitions easier, you can also see that class under the development and health tab on the site, yourvillageonline.com. The other class that can be helpful is the temperament class. In particular, the section on adaptability and the tips for helping kids who are less adaptable. But I personally found learning about all nine traits to be pretty fascinating in learning how to help each of my kids thrive in their own individual ways. To me, there is nothing more important than my family's health and well-being. We all know the quality of the air in our home is important. But did you know indoor air quality can be up to 100 times dirtier than outdoor air? I've got to tell you about Puro Air. and four different timer options so you can customize it to your home and your needs. Check out Puro Air at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Puro Air is the only air filter that uses a HEPA-14 filter. That's GetPuroAir.com. This episode is sponsored by By Heart. Heart is an infant nutrition company whose mission is simple Curious about by heart redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with the code parenting for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. The next question is from another Rachel and she said, I found your amazing podcast when searching for answers about my six year old daughter, a little about her. She is six creative as can be smart as can be reading way beyond her years. Does not have a lot of girlfriends her age and tends to hang out with older girls in a group setting. She listens at home, but I have to tell her three to five times sometimes. Where do I start? I've had many issues with aggression and discipline with my girl. Recently, I saw her kick another boy, and she just had been punished for it. Then just yesterday at a family concert, the kids were off playing in a kid's area. My mom, her grandma, saw her hit another kid on the back of his neck. My mom was just taken back, and I was so overwhelmed to hear that this happened again. I'm in tears, thinking, who is my daughter? I have just listened to your positive parenting, and after that happened, the second time around, I asked her why she did it to the little boy. I told her why it hurt him and how serious that could have been. I also told her, you know that if mommy saw someone do that to you, I would be angry at them. I ended it with her iPad time has been taken away for one week. I am just lost for words here, and I really think my daughter had no empathy for others and just socially does not care. Do I need at this point to get her help emotionally? Do I need to change my ways of parenting? A lot of times, I'm so fed up with her that I am mean and always come back to apologizing for my behavior and talk about it with her, but maybe I have showed her how to be mean and I don't know. Help me! I just think she's almost seven and should not be acting out aggressively at all. Thank you, and sorry for the long, drawn-out message. I am emotionally drained over this. So first, Rachel, I'll give some background on aggression and age-appropriate behavior. Then I'll cover tips for helping teach her better ways of behaving. So first, I understand how upsetting this can be as a parent. We feel like it reflects on us personally, that perhaps we're afraid that people will think that we're too lenient at home, that we let our kids get away with everything, or perhaps that we are aggressive at home and that's where they're learning it. So first, I want to invite you that if you're having any of these thoughts or concerns, to take a deep breath and try to get rid of these because they don't help you and they don't help her. So here's my take. I study and research child behavior for a living. And while my kids are pretty awesome, they act their age sometimes. And sometimes they don't. And by that, I mean younger than their age. They mess up. So I assess the situation for what it is. Whatever happened, happened. And I can't go back and undo it. What I can do is hike up my confidence and self-esteem and take it from where we are to be the person I need to be to properly deal with the behavior and situation at hand part of that just comes from having a plan and once I share tips you will have that and it will greatly increase your confidence in these situations now I have one child my twin son who while just an amazing individual on so many levels does struggle with certain things he was the one that took the longest to learn how to handle his anger appropriately now he's the one that struggles with listening and following through so I just have to be more diligent and mindful with him in these areas where he struggles. Same with my other kids. They have different struggles. But I have to just work with them on those struggles. And that's normal. Those struggles are normal. Everybody has their strengths and their weaknesses. For your daughter, this aggression is an area where she's struggling. So for the developmental side, physical aggression, things like kicking, hitting, biting, grabbing, These are common reactions in kids preschool ages four to five and younger when they experience conflict since their logical brain that helps them to rationalize and control emotions as well as language is still coming on board. Now, with that said, it doesn't mean we accept it. It just means that we curb it and teach better ways every time we see it, which I'll get into in a moment. So for you, Rachel, while your daughter is a little older and still exhibiting these behaviors, she's not far out from the normal range. So chances are this is just an area, like I said, where she struggles and hasn't built the necessary skills and not necessarily a warning sign that there is a developmental issue of any kind. As an example, my younger son, who I just talked about, who really struggled with this through age four and even into five, we worked with him constantly on this issue from the time he was three. Every single time he had a problem, I went through this set of steps I'm going to give you. If we hadn't started drilling that in really early with him, my guess is he would still be struggling with this. So working on this with your daughter should yield some pretty quick results. And I say that because she's a little older. So these parts of her brain are developed. So once she has the skills and she learns to control it, she should pick this up fairly quickly. So by pretty quick, I mean within a month, you should see market improvement and it should disappear almost completely or totally within three months. However, if after working on it diligently for a month to six weeks, you don't see any improvement, then speak with your pediatrician about getting an assessment engaging the help of a specialist and getting some therapeutic help for her to process the negative emotions and react in more appropriate ways. Because therapists can really get in there and really work very deep with a child with different games and questions and really help them break this down. So if that's needed... You can go that route, but I think the first thing to do is go through some of these steps, really work with her on it, and see if she can just pick this up after getting some practice with it. First, I want you to view her behavior as skills she just has not learned yet and has not had enough practice, rather than her being deliberately mean or hurtful. This should help you to approach her in a manner of teaching and coaching. With aggression, I always recommend that caregivers do take it seriously and strict, regardless of age, because it is important to keep our friends and other people and their property safe. So how do you do this? So when you see her hit another child, you will pull her aside. And this is the hard part. And you did some of this already. So we're going to take it a couple steps further. You're going to ask her what happened and listen to her response. She needs to be calm before she will be able to absorb what you have to say. I saw you hit that boy on his back. Why are you so angry at him? And then listen to her answer and connect with it. You never know what she's going to say. He kicked sand at me or he said something mean to me or he said something mean to somebody else. You know, whatever her answer, show empathy by either commenting or asking. How did that make you feel? Or you must feel mad when he called you that name. Approach it with the idea that feelings are okay, but the behavior is not. It's okay to feel mad. We all feel mad sometimes, but is it okay to hit people? Why not? How do you think he felt when you hit him? What do you think you could do next time? You may need to coach her on some of these answers for a short time. So you can give her some answers like, you can tell him it's not nice to call you names. You could walk away and find nicer kids to play with, or you can come and talk to me. You could take a deep breath or count to five. Soon you will find that she is able to answer these questions quickly. And this is how you know it's starting to sink in. When I used to do this with my son, I would ask him all those questions and say, do we hit people? Right away, he would say no. And how does that make them feel? It hurts. He knew the answers. I knew it was getting in, but it does take time for those logical answers to sink in enough and get that development going that they can actually stop themselves from hitting. So don't be surprised if she gets the answers down But she's still acting out sometimes. Then you will give a consequence and set this up as an ongoing rule. The rule is that if she cannot interact appropriately, she will not be allowed to stay and play. So before you go on a play date or to the park, you can set this up. If you hurt one of the kids with hitting or kicking and such, instead of using your words, you will need to sit out for 10 minutes. If it happens a second time, we will need to leave. All the kids deserve to feel safe. Do you understand? This is really the only consequence I would recommend as it directly relates to the infraction. If you can't play nice, then you can't play. Other things like removing electronics or special outings aren't going to have the same effect because they aren't immediate and they'll just sort of lose their effectiveness. When a young child gets angry, she's unlikely to think of a longer-term consequence. I better get a hold of myself or I'll lose my iPad when I get home, or I won't get to go to that birthday party tomorrow. That requires logical thought, and if a child is already struggling with that anyway, like dealing with their emotions logically, those types of consequences just aren't going to hold any water. But she may stop and think, if I lose control, I'm going to have to go home right now and I want to play. So that's no fun because it is what's on their mind right then. Now quickly, I'll get into some things you can do to teach and coach during times when she's calm. And these are the times when these lessons can really get in and take hold. You can teach your child ways of self-soothing, such as taking three deep breaths or counting to five also, making a calm-down jar and showing your child how to use it. And if you're interested in doing this project, you can print out the handout that we'll have available on this podcast episode page on the website, yourvillageonline.com slash podcast, and look for the Parenting Q&A number nine episode and click that link. And that handout, along with the other ones I've mentioned, will be on that page. Now, a lot of instructions on the web show and or instruct you to use glass jars. This is the silliest thing I've ever heard. You don't want to hand a glass jar to an angry child. I think we can all see what would unfold. So if you do this project, find a nice plastic jar. The other thing is setting up a quiet place with your child. Allow her to decorate putting some of her drawings on the walls, adding favorite stuffed animals or books, maybe even use something like one of those cool teepee tents I've seen all over Pinterest, then help her learn to go to her quiet place when she's feeling upset and needs some time to calm down before talking. These will all help her in recognizing those emotions earlier and ways to respond appropriately. You want to teach emotion language. Teach about lots of different emotions. Some ideas for that are playing the face game. This is when you imitate a series of emotions. Show me your angry face. Now show me your sad face. Show me your surprised face. And it can get silly and the kids really enjoy this. Reading books about emotions, and I will provide this handout also on the podcast episode page as well. It's called Books About Emotions with a list of great recommended books. Lastly, when you see her catching herself and or using her words when she's angry or frustrated rather than acting out, give descriptive praise. You used your words and told Jessica how you feel instead of hitting, that shows control. This is a positive discipline technique known as focusing on the positive. Positive discipline really teaches us how to coach our kids, teach our kids, and support our kids in becoming cooperative, self-disciplined, and responsible people without forcing, coercing, and yelling, etc. It builds strong parent-child relationships, and these strong relationships are the core of maintaining influence with our children as they age. It also builds internal motivation for positive behavior so they can carry these with them and continue to thrive as individuals as they age. So for more on this tool and other positive discipline tools, you can see all those positive discipline classes under the discipline tab on the website, yourvillageonline.com. So I can't believe it, but my kids start school in two weeks. So we're going on our family vacation for the next week and a half. When I return, I'm going to get very personal, even more than I already do. I got a very heartfelt and personal question from a parent that reminds me so much of myself and my journey, and I decided it's time for me to share my why. Why I started learning about child development and psychology and family relationships, and why I am so passionate about sharing it with any and every parent out there who wants to be their very best for themselves and for their children. And so when I get back, I'm going to share this very personal piece to my story. Have a great couple of weeks, everyone, and I look forward to sharing this with you when I return. To either Rachel, if you have follow up questions based on what I covered today for your questions, or anyone else has any other parenting questions, please send them to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. Thanks for listening, and see you next time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for 4 dollars each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card.